Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. chapter 1 all the way now to chapter 7, dealt with creation, dealt with the tohu bohu, the the, um, the so-called quote-unquote gap theory, we've dealt with uh, Genesis 3.15, the first prophecy in the word of God, the two seed lines, um, we've come on up through, talked about technology and everything, we come into the, in, the incursion of the uh, of the fallen ones in Genesis chapter 6, the creation of giants, and we've speculated about technology and the things that are that are that that were going on back then because the Lord tells us as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, just putting two and two together and coming up with four. A lot of people uh, on the other side that do not go down this road will say that, oh, well, everybody, it just came unexpectedly. Well, will you please tell me how it came unexpectedly if it was preached for 120 years by Noah? That's not counting Enoch preaching as well, see. So that, that dog won't hunt, that bird won't fly. So anyway, and the stuff that we deal with here on this program, a lot of times we talk about a lot of esoteric stuff. Because there's so much esoteric stuff going on around you. And before the program started, I made the comment that those that are in the dark will bump into those things that go bump in the night. And I, because Christ is a light and a true Christian filled with the Spirit of God that a candle, the candle from Proverbs, I forget what chapter, the candle's lit on the inside, that renewed spirit. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. 
inside of one will keep you away from a lot of that stuff. That's what causes a lot of Christians to not even go down the road because um, it's, it's fairy tales. It's been presented like Brother Gary Wayne said when we had him on the program twice or three times. I forget, it was one, maybe it's three times. Was talking about all the fairy tales and stuff. Uh, uh, it, that's all it seems today. And if you can't see it, touch it, feel it, handle it, to, to a lot of people, it just ain't true. Well, that's as far it, it's what you can't see and can't touch and can't feel. That's what is really real. What you see and touch is, is basically and is basically just um, it's gonna pass away. It's gonna pass away. But that which which you cannot see can only be transferred. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. God did when he said let there be, he created everything. That energy can only be transferred. And if you it's God's if you if you're filled with the Spirit of God, born again Bible believing Christian, and you're his. Whether whosoever will are the elect of God that are here for a purpose, to do God's will, the bride of Christ. As long as you're with that bunch, then you know what your transformation is going to be. It's it's plainly laid out in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, chapter 2. So, and also in uh, Philippians chapter 2, the last two verses. And in 1 John. I mean, it's all through the New Testament. Believe in what you read, see. But anyway, getting back to the weird stuff. Um, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Evil things love the darkness. And there's all kind of all that stuff is around. And, and the, the, since everybody has access now just about it to the computer, it's stuff is flaunted in your face. And some people just just turn away from it. Some are start, are embracing it more than they should. Paul says about those things done in darkness and in secret, you shouldn't even talk about them. That's what he recommends to the Corinthian church. Those things done in darkness. I would assume, I don't know this for sure, but I would assume when he makes that comment, he's talking about magical things. That's just my opinion, okay? I can't prove it scripturally. But he does mention witchcraft in some of his forbidden things, so I do have a basis for my assumption that you shouldn't even talk about that stuff. Why Why shouldn't you talk about it? Well, a mature Christian, can, and I'm not making excuses for one over another, but... A baby, you don't go sticking T-bone steak, shoving T-bone steak down a baby's mouth and expecting a, a baby with no teeth to chew it up, gum it to death, and then try to swallow You don't do that. But in a venue like this, you don't know what the age, the quote-unquote spiritual age of maturity is with the believers you're talking to. So it's shotgun teaching. It's shotgun preaching. Because you're not on a familiar fellowship and basis face-to-face. So after having said all that, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 7 tonight, pick up where we left off. We're, we've, everybody's got into the ark now, and God has closed the door. And the ark being a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
when God shuts the door and seals you in, which is the type of the Holy Spirit sealing you to the day of redemption, Ephesians chapter 5, you're sealed to the day of redemption, and notice there's no recording of any death or any birth in the ark. There's no, there's no record of that. They were in there for 351 days, and nobody died. God didn't lose a single soul that he shut the door on. And the earnest of the Spirit which is in you, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you, keeps you bought and sealed to the day of redemption. So, like I told you to begin with, the root of all New Testament doctrine starts in Genesis. They're all in Genesis, folks. Eternal security pops up right here. Pops up right here. The basis, one of the early roots of it, pops up right here. The father didn't lose a single one that went in the ark and he shut the door behind. Not a single one. Unclean or clean. Either one. Take a choice. Do we have Brother Dave opens in a word of prayer? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight. We give you thanks, Lord, for the revelation imparted to us by the Holy Spirit concerning the Word, the living Word of God. I pray tonight that the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, come teach us tonight and magnify the preeminent one and help us to be changed within and to be more fervent in spirit and mind. And also use the knowledge we have to afflict the enemy to bring in the kingdom of God, to tear down strongholds in the heavenly places, which result in the strongholds in the earthly places being destroyed eventually. Lord, we give you thanks that we can see the parallels in Genesis with the New Testament. And we pray tonight that we would see those parallels in more deeper ways and we would come away with a richer love for the Lord Jesus Christ as we see the plan. It was an age-old plan that was laid before the foundations of the world. Yes, Father. And everything is done in its season and in its time in order. And tonight, Lord, I pray that if any of us downloaders, definitely included in this prayer, any of us have any misconceptions, any false doctrine, any false ideas in reference to what's being taught tonight in Genesis that we are confronted with the Holy Spirit and may we quickly repent. Yes, Father. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. 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 And now, but right before I rudely interrupted and got the program started, what were you guys discussing? <laughs> oh, we came. I'm not sure how we got in there, but oh yeah, Chad brought no, up. So while y'all about... are talking about that, I'm going to hop up and go to the restroom while y'all are talking about that. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, I was just trying to refresh that you know, there's there's so much to, to comprehend. Yeah. And, uh, Especially with the, with the whole question, yeah, and we've been through this now. The races and the and the nephilim, nephilim, yeah. and all that, and and I think that's just you know just like a like a just a brief 
because we went into in such depth and now to just step back and just say okay yeah. here's here's kind of what what the, what the summary is and if you would a synopsis would be like all you have to do basically is what I'm saying is what I believe the Holy Spirit taught me that we just need to read the Bible. Amen. Yeah, it's good to ha- go into the other language, get some color, you know, a little more definition of things. But it's basically all there in the scripture. And our forefathers knew about the bestial men. They didn't consider blacks as human. That's right. Not as 100% human. Now, so they came through the flood. And as you also mentioned, not just the bestial men was corrupted, but all of nature was corrupted. So all the animals and whatever plants they brought on board, all these things had corrupted DNA in them too. Except so, for the clean, the clean ones, which which uh, Pastor Don pointed out before the show. Well, because there well, was seven. I don't know. Yeah, the clean ones may have also had their DNA corrupted, it, it, because it says all the earth had been corrupted except for Noah, right, and his son. That is true. Yeah. So. Um, God allowed, for whatever reasons, the, these whosoever wills, all of this to come in. And, you, you know, we did see in Judges chapter 6, I believe it was, how God left the five Canaanite tribes uh-huh. among the Israelites to test them. Yeah, and so, let me, let God, me add yeah. something to what you're saying right now. There's something that, so, that is totally yeah. overlooked. Remember in Exodus, whenever the Passover lamb was killed, yes. and they yes. were told to put the blood. If I see the blood, I'll pass over you. That was not on an ethnic basis. That was the ethnicity basis. Anybody yes. could have put the blood up. Absolutely. So don't forget that. And it's yeah, over, and it's overlooked and shunned by some of the people out there that teach heresy, and it's just as plain as day. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great point. And also, Pastor Don, for those that are listening now, I I really like the point that you made about the things under the earth not being mentioned. Yeah. Well, you know, for as yeah. in the days of Noah, so will be. That's a, that is a very good point. We don't need to go to X Men and say, you know, one of the wives of Shem, Ham, or Japheth, or Noah's wife, or somebody was bringing Nephilim DNA. We don't have to go there. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> That's strange to go there. Although Ham, for some reason, is, you know, responsible for Nimrod, and I think we're getting to that where Nimrod is a mighty man, right? Yes. Mighty hunter before the Lord. He was a hunter of man. That's not a that's not a good thing. <laughs> is, is he is he a giant though, is 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 one of the questions. Well it says yeah, in the Hebrew it says he began to be a Gaborim. Okay. Yeah. Gaborim. Like it was some kind of genetic thing, but we haven't got there yet. We'll talk about that when yeah. we get to it. So let's go and get started reading Brother Dave in uh, chapter 7, okay. where we left off. Right. Genesis chapter 7, verse 17. <clears throat> and the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the earth, and it was lifted lift up above the earth, and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered so, did, it, I, did that say the whole heavens 
The it whole did, heaven, yeah. It, did, it didn't say just the heavens in the Terran Basin, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. It said under the whole heaven. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Go ahead. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Notice it said on the face of the ground. See? Yes. It didn't. You will not find anything that refers to anything underneath the earth. Right. Nothing. Go ahead. And the waters prevailed upon the earth and hundred and fifty days. Chapter 8. 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. Okay, let me make a statement about that English word remembered. It's not like the father went on, you know, John took a vacation and forgot Noah and said, Oh, my goodness, I got somebody down there floating around in a barge. That word, the connotations of that word in the Hebrew means with loving kindness, God intervened with Noah. That's what the word means. That's what the, the, that's what the deepest meanings of the word is. The word occurs. It's like when the thief on the cross was hanging there and he, he told the Lord, Remember me. Mm-hmm. When thou comest into thy kingdom, he's not saying, "Hey, just just remember I was here." It's not like that's not what the connotations of the word really is. It's it's a loving an intervention with loving kindness. In other words, to do something for me. Okay, that's what that's what it means. That's, that's the actual roots of the word. Okay, it's yeah. not just a fleeting thought that you get in your mind. In other words, go ahead, brother. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. Okay, it says God made a wind. That word in the Hebrew is haraka. It can be, it could be spirit. It could be wind, like we said. I mean, it's interchangeable in the Hebrew. All right. In the New Testament, when the Lord talks about the spirit, He likens it unto what, brother David, in chapter three? Wind. He likes it unto wind. He sure does sure does so whether it whether it was just a big wind blowing or whether the spirit of the lord moved hey it moved on the face of the waters in the first few chapters remember yeah and the spirit moved upon the face of the waters of the great deep well it moved here something moved here it says wind but there's so but the hebrew word like i said is raka raka so whatever go ahead verse two the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. Okay, we dealt with the windows of heaven last program when we were in Genesis, and uh, we went to Second Kings, and I showed you where God killed a man for saying there were no windows in heaven, and the windows are mentioned many times 
the windows in the firmament that go into there are windows in heaven, folks. There are. And they're opened up and they can close. Okay? Sounds so far off since all of our lives and for the last many, 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 many years we've been just told, oh, that's nothing but air and and then it goes into outer space, and it goes on for many, many light years, and the planets and the nebula and the star clusters. You see how to fix your brain and your way of thinking? We're right back in the very first few chapters. In chapter 1, in the first chapter, it tells you that he put all that stuff inside the firmament. It, it is a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, I catch myself. Even having repented for the um, misteaching of the the ball earth deal, if sometimes I catch myself drifting off back into the way I thought for so many years. I'm sure you guys yes. do too, if you'll yes, be honest and admit it. Um, you do no. too. No, uh, <laughs> I know, brother. You don't do it. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I never bought it deep down. Yeah. I, I don't. Let God be true and every man a liar. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord. Verse 3. And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. Now, anybody that's into the numerology, say something there. I don't know what it is. You can look it up if you want to study it deeper. There's something about those 150 days. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Nothing's in this book by chance, folks. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not talking about getting into this Talmudic crap. I'm not talking about none of that stuff. Well, the numerology. I'm just saying that nothing. The Lord puts nothing in this book by chance. There's something there. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it is, but there's something. Every time you see a, a solid number like that, the Lord's got something other than just what it means. There's, a, there's more meanings to it, but I don't know what they are. Go ahead, brother. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Now, I will say that the number 40 is always a probationary number. It's a probationary number. If you'll notice that uh, Israel's kings pretty much, way, all of them reign 40 years, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever caught that or not. But they all reigned 40 years and they died. 40 years and they died. 40 years and they died. It's a probationary number. That's what it is. Say, so what's all the connotations to it? I don't know. Figure it out. I'm sure you could take it and run with it. Come up with more than that. But that's exactly what it is. It's a number of probation. That's what the Lord uses. They say... Don't they say life begins at 40 and blah, 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 and so 40 this and 40 that, whatever. There's something to it. 
There's something to it. Didn't there some kind of cellular change in our bodies when we turned 40? I'm asking yeah, the question. Every seven years, I heard but that we renew yeah. ourselves, but I don't know about yeah. the age of 40. Makes I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's something there. There's something there. Continue on, brother. Verse 7, And he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Anybody that's familiar with the law knows that the raven is an unclean bird. And typologically speaking, there's a, there bees of blackbird in that ark. <laughs> there bees of blackbird in that ark somewhere. Like we discussed when we talked about the races. They just didn't walk out and shazam. One of them got bubble lips and the other one's eyes went <laughs> slanted and the other one got him a shield and a sword and started conquering. Contrary to what some people believe. Okay? But that raven is an unclean bird. And they sent this, ra- this this black bird out and he flies around and lights on all the floating carcasses and he don't come back as we're going to see. Go ahead, brother. Also, he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand now, and now took just, her. Now, just, now, just, just stop and just be pragmatic and just, just think for just a second. How far can a dove fly? Pretty good ways, right? Yeah. Migratory. I think the migratory. Um, they're a migratory bird. You guys know that, right? Doves are migratory. Doves? Well, they are. Know. They're migratory. Okay. Uh, I imagine. Oh yes, big time. I mean, every set back during um, back when I could see and was doing a lot of dove hunting. We always waited. Except it opened in September because that's when the doves started migrating down south for the winter. Right. And they'd come in just hundreds, and and back when I was a youngster, they'd come in like thousands, man, just just coming from up north. But I'm sure that they there's they if that dove would if it was uh, in the Terran Basin, and I, I'm sure that that dove could have found a place to light her foot. <laughs> yeah, it was a local flood, but it, 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 there's no way. And I wanted to bring that up because a dove is a migratory bird. Now ravens not. Yes. The ravens not. But um, the dove is, and but they all migrate. Excuse me, I'm, I'm I spoke out of turn. Yes, a crow, which is a raven type of a, crow, a raven and crow cousin, first kissing cousins. But um, they do migrate as well, but not on the not as far as a dove does. Check me out if you don't believe me. I don't expect you to believe me. I'm gonna just go check it out, find out the migratory patterns of doves. Okay, and you'll find out it's bees a long way. Long way. Continue on, brother. Well, also with the, um, if it was just the Tarian Basin, they had 200 years before the flood. I mean, they could have walked out real easy. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. Hey, we're just going to scoot on over here and let everybody else kick the bucket, you know. <laughs> it's so ridiculous when you just think about it. But see, folks, the reason they want that is, is number one, how did the races get through the ark? See, they have to come up with something different. Right, right. Now, the way we explained it was the only biblical way it can be explained. Right. Other than, do you believe in magic? 
One of them. They you, got, you got three choices, okay? Do what, Brother Dave? No, yeah, no. I the believing in magic part. That's absolutely true. I think they just want to justify the idea of killing all the other people off. Yeah, you know, God would never bring them in. We're supposed to kill them off. Oh well, there's hatred involved in it, and, and there's yeah. nothing spiritual about it whatsoever. It's it's all worldly conceived, and it's all worldly. It's it's fleshy. It's world man's wisdom versus God's wisdom. First Corinthians chapter two. Continue reading, brother. Okay. To see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground, but the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. (laughs) Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet other seven days, And again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came in to him in the evening. And lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So So Noah knew. So so the trees had started. The trees were above the water level and were starting to sprout again. So she got an olive branch in her mouth and brought it back to it. Go ahead, brother. And isn't the olive branch a symbol of peace? Supposedly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Probably it is. It is. I mean, it's supposedly. I don't know where they get peace out of it, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe because the flood has gone away. I don't know. They read it into it. But, yeah, it is a type of peace. It's a symbol of peace, yes. Mm-hmm. Extending, and, uh, an, extending an olive branch. See, that's the way the, the saying goes. I'll extend an olive branch, you know, for peace. So the turmoil yeah. won't be any more between us. That's the way that goes. Right. Mm, yes. Okay. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, and he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and, behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. In other words, it's just it sounds it's it's almost identical to the very same command given to Adam. Be fruitful yes. and multiply and replenish the earth. Yes. In my opinion, this is the third go around. Now that this is in my opinion, folks. Okay. This is the third go around, and I'll tell you why. And I, I'll, I'll expound on it when we get to the verse. But go ahead, brother. Uh, Verse 18, 
And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord. Now, there we go. The first thing Noah does is not jump out and start shouting or go out. and He builds an altar. And like I, before the program started, I made the, a comment that undoubtedly Adam, when he saw Adam and Eve, when they saw what the Lord did, it was instituted undoubtedly because, remember, Cain and Abel both brought sacrifice sacrifices to the Lord. They brought something to the Lord. Undoubtedly, the Father instituted this at an early period of time. It's just not written down. But you have you. This is not just that some Noah just thought he'd do it. I mean, it, it more than likely it's passed down. And that does that seem sensible to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Continue on. And of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the, and the Lord smelled the sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither oh, will I. man. Man's heart is evil from his youth. Every man's heart. Well, that kind of just blows. That just absolutely takes. Because, see, folks, this you're going to understand in just a few minutes. This is an everlasting covenant that God is making with Noah. And he's going to get into detail shortly. But when it says here that every man, the Lord himself said that every man's heart was evil from his youth. It hearkens to Romans chapter 7. If you don't know about Romans chapter 7, you come to this program, you will learn. You will learn. Because some people just think that they were just born righteous and righteous the rest of their life because of some national salvation. Not so. Not yet. At a later date, that's a different ball game under a different covenant. But not now. Every man that draws the breath of life into his nostrils is evil from his youth. It don't matter if you're a little bit evil and another guy is a whole lot evil. You're still evil. Evil and evil don't make good, okay? <laughs> a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Paul is just he Paul just expounds on this fantastically in the book of Romans. When he goes through and talks about how in Adam all die, and in Christ all are made alive, and how there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and on and on and on and on. 
But the Lord makes the statement right here, evil is in us from our youth. Something's got to be done about that evil. And every and he's done promised he was going to send somebody in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that he was going to send a redeemer. And he did. He did. Continue on, brother. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Read that verse again, and I want the global climate change folks to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And the dwarf star people. And mm-hmm. all oh, yes. Yeah, and the Nibiru folks. Yeah. And all yeah. this junk. If you're a Bible believer, you don't have no problem with stuff like that. Okay. Because, this, like I said, this is an everlasting covenant. And God said he would no more destroy this way ever again. Which, why would he say that? Has he done it before and this is twice? Well, we know from Genesis 1 that darkness was upon the face of the earth and the waters covered everything. Yes. Ah, uh, see, that's why I think this is we're in the third go around. Mm, yes. So he said he'd never do it again, implying that he had done it before. Does that make sense to you guys? Yes, it does. Definitely. And oh, Pastor Don, you mentioned yes. something in Jeremiah once about chapter four. Oh, right, chapter four. And yeah. that pertains to the third time as well? That pertains to the very first time. Okay, right. That pertains to the very first time. That's the quote-unquote gap theory, which I don't believe is a theory, and that's what I'm referring to right now, okay? Yes. yes. But as long as we're on it, as long as God's elect is on this earth, and as long as he has, he is in the affairs of man, which he is going to be for at least another thousand seven years, or excuse me, thousand three and a half years, for at least that long. If it started today, then there's going to be seasons, and there's hey, there may be droughts. They may be chemtrail. They can chemtrail till the chem runs out the trail. Okay. But if God said it, it's going to be that way. They can try to they can try to be God and they can try to change Genesis seven twenty two all they want to. With their weather, try to weather manipulate all they want to, but they're not going to change that verse. Read it again, brother Dave, verse twenty two. Yeah. Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty two. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold, and heat, and summer, and winter, and day and night shall not cease. There you go. That's God's own words. And you have no problem believing that if you believe the first seven words in the book. Okay? Next chapter. And the earth remaineth, 
It only ends when God's done with it. That's correct. It doesn't end by the sun crashing into the no, earth. No, 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 there's no, that's exactly, amen, amen. It's not going to end till it, he, the whole thing is, the next time he destroys this earth, it's going to be by fire. Amen. It's going to be purged with fire. And then behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? Wherein dwelleth righteousness. That's what's coming next. That's what we look forward to. That's why we talk about Jesus Christ all the time. The blessed hope. That's why he's the that's why he's the lovely honey on the end of our on our lips and on our tongue. When we speak the name, the name is above every name. Remember when you fell in love? And then here I go again. I can't help but do it. Remember when you fell in love the first time? That that woman, you men, that woman you fell in love with, her name was just sweet on the lips. And you you just love to say it. See? You just love to say it. It just had a ring to you. You just love to hear the name. You couldn't help yourself, could you? Ah, uh, yes. Pray about that one for a little while. Next chapter, brother. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. There you go. Now keep in mind these chapter headings and, and all this stuff. What never it there was there were they were put in there. Okay, it, this goes chapter and that and conjunction goes right along with verse twenty two. It's right on its heels. You understand, Chad? What I'm saying? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. It's okay, it's right on same the thought, heels. It's, it, so that it includes. This everlasting covenant includes what God started saying back at the chapter heading in the previous chapter, and it continues right on into here. Do you understand where I'm getting at now? Yeah, uh, okay. verse 22, yes, especially. Okay, go ahead, yeah. brother. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. See, that's why these other people can't live with us. Yep. This is another reason. They fear us. And you can't live in complete harmony with a, a race of people that you fear. Now, I know this, this mind is also, control. This is also talking about animals. Absolutely. Absolutely talking and, about animals. Absolutely. And that's it the is. first way most people would take it. Well, that's the first way you should take it. Yes. <laughs> because it says fowls, okay? <laughs> yeah. It just don't say beast and stop. It says fowls as well. Okay. Yes. So you have to take. But it, it first. says beast. So when when I'm talking about a beast, I to me any beast is a beast. So if it, if these man shaped beasts are known as beasts, they're included. <laughs> they're just beasts. Now they have a higher IQ. They have perhaps the spirit of God when they get born again put in them, but they're also known as beasts at this point before they're born of the Lord. That whole verse is talking about animals, brother. It says fish, it says fowls, it says beasts. Okay? But that that comes in later. All right. Okay, but but 
just to get make the point though that these aren't humans I'm talking about. Bestial men are not human. They're not a damn. They are. They're they're not eth ahadam is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, they don't have the soul. Right. That's that's all you got to say. But this verse right here is talking about animals. Okay. Okay. You know, I just you can't take one. You just can't take the word out and say that this is not talking about animals. This is talking about human beast, and then forget the fowls and the fishes. You see? Oh no, I would do never that. do that. You can't do that. Uh, and context. I never meant to to say that. Okay. Okay. Cool. I was including every as right. Every I got you. Okay. Every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth. Upon the earth, all that moveth, and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. Absolutely. Now, what does this tell you that prior in the antediluvian world, how was it? Chad? Uh, that they that they weren't um, delivered to them. They no, just... there there was no fear. There oh, was no fear. The animals had to appear. Yeah, of course. In other words, a lion was not afraid of a man, and a man right. was afraid of a lion, just like it's going to be during the millennial reign. Ah, amen. See what I'm saying? And Yeah, all the animals, all the beasts, and all the animals, fowl, came before Adam. And he... Yeah, but see, there was there was no flesh-eating going on then yeah. in the antediluvian period. Yeah, and they didn't fear. They just came right up to him. And... That's correct. Yeah. There was no fear, innate fear. The fear is instilled only here. This is where the fear is instilled, not previously. Right. Was not that way previously because there was no there was no predatory predators go predatory stuff going on other than the the incursion of the fallen angels. No telling what they stirred up. Okay, right. cannibalism and that. Well, we know there was cannibalism that was that was so wicked among the giants. Mm-hmm. So they were doing some. That was one of the reasons that was such an abomination to God. They, they, um, because they were eating, they were cannibals as well. And God had not instituted uh, the, uh, for us to eat meat, red meat. Anyway, I still hold out on fish, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. But uh, after the flood is when the predatory thing started and. God instilled the fear of man into animals. So continue on, brother. Verse 3. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Now emphasis is on the blood, folks. Not the meat. Emphasis is on the blood. Blood is forbidden in the, before the law. Blood is forbidden during the law. And flood is per, forbidden in the New Testament as well. Did you hear me? Blood, bloody meat eating, okay, where the dripping blood, the taking, the part, the intake of blood through the mouth is forbidden before the law, during the law, and under grace. Amen. 
How do I know that, Brother Chad? Go to Acts 15. Okay. And after Paul had such a, while you're turning there, I'll preface what you're fixing to get into. After Paul doesn't run into problems amongst all the brethren, because they're all trying to keep the law, like some of our brethren out there today are all hollering, oh, they're going back doing feast days, and they're going, and oh, they're going to make God happy by keeping certain feast days, and they're they're having a Passover meal, and blah, 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 blah. Man, I don't mind being so hard about it, folks, okay? Because it's just not for now. It's for a time to come. Right now, there is no sanctified other than what you in your heart, Paul takes care of that, Romans 14, and your conscience, okay? But we're going to read what they finally settled on after all the arguing and heresy and what was coming down about keeping the law and blah, all that stuff. Let's see what Brother James, the the big man on the faith without works is dead being alone guy. Let's see what he has to say. Starting verse 1, Brother Chad. And watch 15. it close. Watch it close. Acts chapter 15. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and, and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Okay, let me, let me tell you how this, this chapter will get twisted by the lawyers. They will draw your attention to circumcision and tell you that's all this is about. That's what they're going to tell you. Listen, I've done hurt them because they can't deal with it. They'll say, oh, the context is circumcision only. That's what it was in Galatians, and that's what it is here. Well, let's just see if that's true. Okay? Listen to what he says. This is the final coup de grace, the final counsel that ever was godly, if I can use that word in a reverent way. This is the only counsel that ever met that did actually got something across and didn't compromise the word of God, but did exactly as God warned them to do. And that's right here in Acts chapter 15. This, was, this is where salvation by grace through faith without the works of the law is settled forever during this age. This is where it's settled. In Acts 15, it's the pivotal chapter. It's the pivotal chapter, but you have to listen to everything that's said. Then you'll understand Galatians a whole lot better. Go now, Brother Chad. Go ahead. Verse 3. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phenis and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Please repeat that. That it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now you see, folks, 
Them folks out there try to tell you, oh, this is just about circumcision. That's not what Brother Chad just read. It's about keeping the law of Moses. It doesn't say just the ceremonial law. It's the law, L-A-W, period, okay? There's no dividing it up, period. And I'll show you that in just to, when we finish this right here. Brother Dave, go to Colossians 2 while Brother Chad's reading here. Okay? Brother Dave. Yes. You there? Go to Colossians yes, 2. Yes, Okay, okay. Go to Colossians 2 while Brother Chad's reading okay. it. Go ahead, Brother. 15 and 6. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the heart, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Did you hear that honest confession? Amen. Peter just said that neither he nor neither them nor their fathers kept the law. None of them did. It never was meant, the law was never given as a means of salvation or to help out salvation. The law was given as a schoolmaster to show you that you needed a Savior. It was, as Paul says, a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ in Galatians. Continue reading, Brother Chad. 15 and 11, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved, even as they. Then all the multitude kept silent. So much for Acts 2.38. It's gone down. Bye-bye. Acts 2.38's gone. Bye-bye. Down the tubes. Notice he said, we shall be saved. Did you catch the word, shall, by grace? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We shall be saved. Ah, yes. No Jewish baptism. No Acts 2.38. Bye-bye, Campbellite. Bye-bye, water dog. Bye-bye, you folks that think that getting baptized saved you. Bye-bye. Gone. Gone. Down the tubes. So, Pastor, is he saying they're not even saved at this point? That's what it sounds like, brother. Wow. That's a big wow. Well, that's just I'm just pointed out the word to you. Shall is not present tense, okay? <laughs> that is correct. I would Dang. say this much. They were saved in the sense of being set apart until they got the full revelation from God, okay? I'll put it that way. Okay. Because they were obedient to the Holy Spirit's teaching and preaching in Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized for the remission of sin. Remission is never meant, not one single time, nowhere in the Bible has remission ever meant taking away your sin. It means to forgive sin, okay? Correct. Okay, continue reading. Then all the multitude kept silent and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. 
And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, yeah, now, now here's the, here is the very one that wrote the book of James. Okay? The Mr. Faith Without Works is dead deal. <laughs> Chad, I wonder this is what I was talking to you about uh, the other night. Uh, yes, I know. This is, uh, <laughs> this is excellent. Go ahead. Verily, verily. Uh, 15 and, thir- and 13. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles, upon whom my name is called, set the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. There's your blood forbidden in the New Testament. Right there. Forbidden before the law and forbidden during the law and forbidden under grace. The life of the flesh, folks, is in the blood. And there's something about that blood the Lord don't want you ingesting in its pure form. Okay? Pray about that one for a while, too. Think about that one for the next year. See what the Lord will give you. Go ahead, brother. 15 and 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren sent greeting unto the brethren, which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying, ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same thing by mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost. Okay, okay, okay. James is saying... This has, the, this has the stamp of approval of not only Paul and, si, Paul and Barnabas, but the Holy Ghost itself, okay? 
The Holy Ghost himself has stamped the approval on what he's fixing to say. Okay? Go ahead. For it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. That ye abstain from meats offered to idols. One. And from blood. Two. And from things strangled. And from fornication. That's it. And then watch what he says next. From which, if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. (laughs) Fare ye well. There you go. That's That's the very words from... Faith without works is dead. Being alone, how can a man say he's justified by faith without the deeds of the law? That's the very man that wrote the book of James, folks. And now you see what he said there. You see, you have, if you don't know the scriptures well enough, you can't reconcile them. You, will, you won't be able to reconcile James with Romans. Okay? Brother Chad ran into that problem not long ago. Amen. You have to understand the Scripture. You have to know the Scripture, okay? That's why God calls us preachers and teachers, to try to explain it, okay? So, circumcision and keeping the law, not the ceremonial law versus the sacramental. No, the law, period. Brother Dave, start in verse 11 in in Colossians chapter 2. See what Brother Paul says about this feast days and all this law stuff, okay? Yes. Start reading verse 11. Colossians yes, 2, Colossians verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Spiritual circumcision, not physical circumcision. See, it was physical Old Testament. It was a type of what was to come in the New Testament was the spiritual circumcision. Go ahead, brother. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. All them ordinances, all them laws, all them feast days, them Sabbath days were fixing. He's fixing to tell you that, Brother Chad. I wanted to stop. I wanted to make that comment and send you to First Timothy four. Okay. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Verse fifteen. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat. One. Or in drink. Two. Or in respect of an holy day. Any Sabbath days. Go ahead. Or of the new moon. Or of the Sabbath days. Which are shadow of things to come. They're a shadow of things to come. They're done away with during this period of time, folks. If you know the book, you know that. If you argue with it, it's just your pride and your inability to believe the Word of God. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Brother Chad. 
First Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats. Oh, vegetarianism, huh? Or to abstain from uh, certain kinds of meats. Well, that's not what he's fixing to say. It is, it, there's no, the certain is nowhere to be found. Okay? Period. Some of you brethren out there. Mm. But watch what he says next. And commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Amen. Now, hey, that's just the way it is. I don't care what you've been taught. I'm just showing you what the book says, okay? I'm just saying, if it, if it hurts your conscience and everything, you honestly before God can say that it, that you that it hurts your conscience. Hey, that's between you and God. I ain't going to say a word. But don't you come at me telling me the Bible says. Don't even try it because the Bible don't say no such thing. As a matter of fact, when God is showing Peter in Acts chapter 10 that God's blood was shed for the whole world, he lets down a sheep with unclean and clean animals alike. You know what all is unclean? Snakes, pigs, you name it. Peter says, no me, not me, Lord. And the Lord said, whoa, just a minute, dude. What What I've now cleansed don't you call unclean. Why don't everybody else tell you this stuff? Go to Acts chapter 10, Brother Day. Read to them. Okay. I don't care if you believed it for 45 years. Don't make it true, folks. Not according to the book. It may be your little cup of tea, fine and dandy. Have it to yourself before God. I ain't going to say a word. But don't try to push it off on somebody else. Brother Chad, go to Romans 14 while Brother Dave's going to Acts chapter 10. Sure thing. Okay. Acts chapter 10, verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they were made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. See there? You see what I'm saying, folks? Now watch what the Lord says. Go ahead, brother. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice. 
And the three times, was, three times the Lord did it to get his point across. See, he's not just talking about food, folks. It's got a dual application. How do you know that? Because of what we done read, and we're fixing to read in Romans. Okay? You just stay away from the blood. You heard what, the re- what they recommended. Things strangled, idols, fornication, and blood. Those are, and if you do this, you do well. That was coming from Mr. Lawyer James himself. Okay? Argue with the book. Don't argue with me. But don't try to push your, your conscience tearing stuff up that you've done grounded your faith. I don't eat no pork chops. I don't want to hear it. Because it's not biblical. Now, have you got, if that's the faith between you and God, that's fine. You go ahead and do it. I ain't going to say a word about it. Just don't try to push it as by biblical doctrine. You better not do this. You immediately stick yourself back under the law. And you know what Paul told the Galatians that tried to do that? You've fallen from grace. And don't you believe a word I'm saying? Check it out. I'm just quoting Scripture in the context of what we're talking about, okay? Romans 14, verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputation. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Excuse me? Yes, that's absolutely correct. But he's talking about a strong brother and a weak brother. He's talking about somebody that knows the book and somebody that don't have a clue but thinks they do. And they're out there everywhere. Especially the seven-day Adventist. Okay? And especially some of our persuasion. One believes he eats herbs, the next man believes he can eat all things. That didn't say all without exception. It said that's all, that's all, I mean, that is all without exception. That's all things. Remember the sheet. We're put tying this all together, folks, okay? Just got to abstain from blood, things strangled, things offered to idols from idolatry and fornication. That's the recommendation. If you do this, you do well. Continue reading, brother. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another, who is weak, eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up. For God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day, to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord. For he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not, the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died 
and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. Bingo. There's nothing unclean of itself. Why? Because God's cleansed it. The books, I've given you all the verses. Go ahead, keep on reading. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. That's the weak brothers that don't know the book. That's that's the weak Christian, verse 1 and 2. Go ahead, brother. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat, for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. That's exactly right. In other words, if you go into somebody's home, and they've been all their life, they thought they was doing the Lord's service by not eating pork, don't go in and carry a leg of, uh, a ham, a piece of ham with you, okay? Amen. You don't do, it's not because it's wrong. It's because it's hurting the brother. It's, it's, it's offending his conscience. This is the only chapter in the New Testament where one thing can be right for one and not for the other. I've been telling you this for five, going on five years now. And nobody else, not that I know of, not nobody else gives you the truth of the matter that I've seen or I've heard. And I've pretty much heard all of them. Okay? They won't give you the scriptures on how to prove it, okay? They may say it, but they won't take you to the scriptures and show you what the book says. Continue reading, brother. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the, the kingdom of God is just what I've been telling you. It is a spiritual kingdom. It is not a literal, physical, visible kingdom. It's not physical. It's spiritual. Continue. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. And you see how wrong, you see how misconstrued, and you see the the false doctrine that's being taught out there, and people think that they see, I don't need that, I don't need no shrimp or oysters, blah, 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 blah. Like it's a big deal. Hey, maybe a big deal then fine. But don't don't try to teach you this Bible doctrine somebody's damned if they eat pork. I'm tired of hearing it. If you don't eat it, fine. But don't don't you try to push it over on me. That dog ain't gonna hunt, because I know the book. 
I know what the book says. It says all things are pure, okay? I've taken you to every verse dealing with eating. Every context we've dealt with except for one, and it deals with two different subjects, that's Acts 10, has to do, remember Peter was hungry and going to eat? How can you get, you can't get around it, folks, unless you're a Bible-denying liar. Simple. Continue, brother. Yes. Reminds me of some, uh, that verse of the uh, guys that want to pray in public and uh, eat their uh, pastrami sandwich on unleavened bread. <laughs> Ain't no different uh, than a Jew. Go ahead. <laughs> for meat destroy not the work of God, all things indeed are here. <laughs> but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. Yep, it is. And it, and it is. If, it, if the man don't know the book and the Holy Spirit's not grown in the Lord and never been taught there, been taught the other... Just let him, just leave him alone. And pop, this, this, like I told you, folks, write this down. This will save you much heartache. And it will, you can smile when the lawyers come around. This is the only chapter, listen to me closely, this is the only chapter in the New Testament where something can be right for one person and wrong for another. Okay? And it ain't got jack squat to do with sin. It's got to do with the conscience. Because meat or drink don't have anything to do with the work of the Lord. It's got to do with loving your brother the same as yourself. It's got to do with taking care of the body of Christ, like I raved and screamed about the other night. See, there's a whole lot more to this, folks, a whole lot more to this book than you've been told. Okay. Continue, brother. Romans 14 and 21. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth. If it makes your brother to stumble, don't do it. Don't do it around him. Period. Don't just don't do it. You're supposed to love him as much as you love yourself. Love thy brother and neighbor as thyself. Second great commandment. The royal law. Go ahead, brother. Whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. There you go. And you just thought you could run and jump and have a good time, do whatever you wanted to do, didn't you? Is that important your brother is supposed to be? These are things that are doubtful to other brothers. If you've got faith to do it, go for it. But keep it to yourself. That's what Paul's fixing to tell you. He's fixing to tell you. Under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, that's what he's fixing to tell you. Folks, go ahead, brother. Read it to him. Don't take my word for it. Paul says in 14 and 22, Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that commendeth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat. Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Absolutely. That's Amen. an individual thing, and that damnation there is not eternal damnation. That's temporary condemnation. Amen. So, that doctrine should be clear now. No blood. Paul, let me, let me, I hate to 
take you make it take you deeper. I'm just going to tell you this, and we'll get into it when we get there in Corinthians. Paul even taught even even after James and and Peter done talked about meat sacrifice. I'll, Paul even opens the door to where you could even eat the meat sacrifice to an idol. As long as you didn't know it was meat sacrifice, I really don't, it don't hurt you. But if you know it is and that they tell you it is, you're not supposed to eat it. Okay? That's in Corinthians later on. 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay? 14. Right in there. Because Paul says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I'll not be brought under the power of any. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. In other words, it's uh, it's about thy brother, not only about you. Now, is that clear? Is that been is that clear, brother David? Yes, it's clear. Brother Chad, you got any questions about it? Uh, nope, A, B, C, D, it's all here. It's all there. It's all there. So, back to Genesis, Brother Dave. Okay. Repeat verse 4. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man. And that the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Capital so, punishment. Capital punishment instituted after the flood. This is part of the everlasting covenant that has not went away. It's in the New Testament as well, because Paul says, if I've done anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. Bingo. Same thing in the New Testament. It ain't never went away, and man can try to do away with it. But as far as God's concerned, you kill a man, you are, your life ought to be taken as well. Premeditated murder should be dealt with swiftly and conclusively. And Solomon, wise old Solomon, says, because judgment against an evil work is not executed speedily, the heart of the sons of men is set in them to do evil. Did you know that was in the scripture? All these people sitting on death row for 50 years. People going killing people knowing they're not, they're going to have 20, 25 different judges go before 25 different judges and, and they ain't, they ain't, it, the, the odds on them dying is slim and none. And they just kill a token. They just put one person every now and then in the lecture chair under the noose as a token every now and then while everybody else is going through um, all this legal process with these Jewish lawyers. Capital punishment is instituted under the everlasting covenant here. It's instituted under the law, and it's also instituted under grace. And just like Solomon says, because judgment against an evil works not executed speedily, the hearts of the sons of men is setting them to do evil, and that's why you see people doing stuff and not worrying about the consequences. You couldn't beat this book with a beating machine, folks. It's got it all covered. 
That's why it should be your absolute authority for all matters of faith and practice. And if the government says one thing and the book says another, well, there you go. What you going to do? Who do you love the most? Peter says, we'd rather obey God than man when it comes to where the two conflict one another. Okay? And I done dealt with that in a previous program. So, go ahead, Brother Dave. Verse 6. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And you, be ye fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I established my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living thing that is with you of the fowl of the of of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do yeah, that my book. Perpetual generations. Continue, brother. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Everlasting covenant. You got it, folks? From there, everything above that is binding, just as binding today as it was when God said it. There's no conditions whatsoever it's an everlasting covenant, a perpetual covenant. Okay? No contradiction? Nowhere in the scriptures against it. It's an everlasting covenant. And anybody tells you any different, just either don't know the scriptures, they're ignorant, or they're lying. Simple. Any questions in the chat room? Brother Dave, your brother Chad, got anything you want to add? Um, I would just add that it was. I don't know what that was. I don't either. I would. 
I'll ju- I just wanted to add, and I'm sure everyone has caught on, but this is for all creatures, all races, all men, all types of men. Absolutely. And it's not just for white men. Yeah, absolutely. Israeli. Absolutely. Hey, Pastor Don. Yes. Pete. Pete has an interesting uh, question. I, I, I'd like to hear your response for this. Uh, he says, "Did Noah take on more clean animals for the reason of sacrifice?" Yes. That's the reason he's got seven of them. Wow. I, I got one kind of related to that, too. Good question. Good question, brother. I always thought it was interesting that they talk about clean and unclean at that point. And it, it, I guess, you know, basically from what I listened to and what Pete asked, I guess that was the only reason for having clean and unclean distinguished because they didn't need them Amen. until after that. That's right, brother. Amen. Bingo. Huh. Spot on. Spot on. Good, 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 good comment, brother Pete. Appreciate it. That's great. Oh, uh, Pastor Don, uh, before we were on, you mentioned, and I just want to get the number right. It was was it 351 days that you said they were in the ark? Thereabouts, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can count them up. It's just all the numbers are there. I think it's three three hundred seventy-one. Oh, 371, okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. 361 or 371, it's right in there somewhere. I don't know what the meaning of that is, but it's something to it, something there. hmm Well, if there's no questions, then Brother Chad, go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Uh, yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being able to share your word tonight, Lord, and thank you for the revelation and the understanding that you brought to us, Lord. Uh, we, we thank you for, for the clarity of, of blood, Lord, that we should not be partaking in the blood, the things that, that we are not to partake in, Lord, and especially that we're convicted more so now, Lord, that uh, it's all about our brother, Lord. It's not about us. It's not about our bragging rights or our pride. Like, I mean, these are the things that you hate the most, Lord. And and, uh, and I know for me that these, these things, they, they creep in at times, Lord. And, and, I, and I ask for your forgiveness for this, Lord. It's a terrible place to be. And uh, it is about my brother first, Lord, my brother in Christ. And you say to do, do good unto all men as you can, Lord, but especially your brethren. And that's who we are amongst right now, Lord, is our brethren. And yes, Father. And I pray that everyone here in the sound of, at the sound of my voice now and in the future, you know, some of our brethren that, that aren't with us tonight when they hear this, that, that they, they're convicted and the Holy Spirit in them convicts them, Lord, of the same, Lord, that it's about each other here, Lord, that we place them first, that we are last. You are first, Lord. You are our Lord, Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Through all things, all things through you, we have all things. Without you, we have nothing. Amen. It's only through your precious blood and your, and your your saving grace, Lord, that we even have the ability to be here, Lord. So I pray for all our brethren tonight, Lord, that their needs be met, Lord. Yes, Father. If first, if if I have to give up a meal, Lord, or if I if I have to give up anything that I you know that's be necessary for them, Lord, if if I know it or not, or if they ask me for it, it's theirs, Lord. I, 
you know, if I have it, I'll give it, Lord, because that's your commandment. And you said, keep my commandments, Lord. And, you know, until you come, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your servant. Even after you come, Lord, even after I leave this body, I'm with you. I'm still your servant, Lord. You've bought me for all time. And I'm happy for that, Lord. Yes, Lord. So for any, any of the cross that I need to bear, Lord, I just ask that you give me the strength and the courage yes, Lord. and the wisdom, Lord, to carry it well. Carry it yes. in your precious name of Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. 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 Folks, let me tell you, there's been more splitting hairs by people and splits among brethren and people condemning one another and and it, it was the same way. There was nothing new under the sun. It was the same way in the Corinthian church. That old carnal church, the Corinthian church. That bunch of reprobates, man. That, that, they have divisions here and divisions there, and some doing this and some doing that, and some saying you don't do this and some saying you don't do that. Paul said, hey, hey look. It's necessary that a heresies be among you that that which is approved may be made manifest. So, oh well, we've took we've took precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, in the context of the subject we were talking about, and showed you the truth. Now, that's pretty plain. Like Brother Chad said, A, B, C, D. The only reason you'll miss it is if you, if, if you got if you found a missing machine somewhere. That's the only way you do it, or you're just you just want to be ignorant of God's word. Okay, that'll be it for tonight. And um, we, Lord willing and health permitting, we'll meet back Sunday night, and we'll be back in the New Testament Sunday night, Lord willing, Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number is 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. Pastor Don's email is respecttothelord at yahoo.com. That's respecttothelord at yahoo.com. You can go to PayPal, and when you open an account there, you can enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and make your offerings to the Lord Jesus Christ and to this ministry of Don Spears. And you can send your cards and letters and mail uh, mailed offerings to his home address at 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1. That's 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017. That's 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good job, guys. Appreciate it very much. Good night in the chat room. God bless you, and Lord willing, and help from it, and we'll see you guys Sunday night. Good night, guys. Love night. you guys. Night. Night, everyone. Eternity. Eternity. Time without end. What profit can there be 
to gain this whole round world all your own. Then to step into eternity and find out there that you've lost your soul. Not one thing this world offers you in exchange for your soul can take your guilt away when time is no more. Jesus Christ is the only way. Reach out and believe. My friend, there's no chance in eternity to change your destiny. Life here is quickly gone. And your footsteps you can't retrace. Your only hope is Jesus. His pardon, His saving grace. Not one thing this world offers you in exchange for your soul can take your guilt away when time is no more just this moment is
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.